This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Playoffs. Hello and welcome to NL Playoffs. My name is Gautam. I have with me uh, my co-host Aniket. Aniket, say hi. Hello world. Aniket, this is round 20 and we are at another uh, whole number, a round number, not a whole number because every number I think is a whole number that we do if it's 1, 2 and 3, I think. But we are at episode number 20 which is... Uh, great for us. I still can't believe we are, uh, we've come this far. Uh, how are you doing, Aniket? Uh, how has been your uh, uh, sporting last few days been? So, it's been very exciting week, uh, mainly because of sport. But then, personal life, it's been very hectic because of all the traveling I spoke to that I was undertaking this uh, two weeks. So, sport's keeping me alive and uh, that's good, I suppose. Yeah, we, we do have... Uh... A lot of sporting action, a lot of uh, exciting sporting ap- uh, action because uh, for most of these tournaments, we are at, uh, as they say, the pointy end, which means that they're either in the knockout stages or towards the end of the tournaments uh, where things are the most exciting and the stakes are very high. So let's uh, get straight into what we are going to cover. And okay, so we have the uh, Champions League semifinals that just concluded. So we are recording this on the 5th of May. It's around 8.15 a.m. India time. Uh, so we have the Champions League semi-finals just finished. Real Madrid and uh, uh, Manchester City played one of uh, an all-time and frankly ridiculous Champions League semi-final couple of legs. So we'll talk a lot about that, I'm sure. Uh, Real Madrid go through to the finals uh, along with uh, Liverpool who won against uh, Villarreal. Uh, we also have IPL. We are getting a close to the second half of the regular season and that will be followed by the playoffs, the name of our podcast. Um, And then uh, we also have uh, NBA again, uh, playoffs going on. It's it's getting very exciting because there are last eight teams left. So we can talk a little bit about that. Uh, We also have the Miami Grand Prix coming in, the inaugural Miami Grand Prix coming in in the world of Formula 1. Uh, we can talk about that as well a little bit if time allows us to do so. Uh, we'll also have uh, uh, PV Sindhu uh, making it to the semifinals of the the Asian Championships in badminton. Uh, although she was she felt like uh, she was unfairly treated by the umpires because uh, the 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 premise was that she was wasting some time and then. The umpire had to change the uh, service, which meant that she lost a point. And she also, she used that word, Aniket. She used the M word. She said she lost momentum. Uh, I'm well, sure, I uh, think. But, yeah, go ahead. So, the M word is a magical word in the world of sport. As we have seen today from Sindhu's game, from the Champions League semifinal. Uh, never underestimated, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's what I was going to say too. Because there is this talk of, how the momentum completely shifted when uh, uh, Madrid equalized uh, in that semi-final. But we, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Yeah, uh, and Gautam, let's also not forget, so uh, to summarize, some of the footballing leagues have actually concluded. So winners have been announced. And uh, for example, Real Madrid are now the winners of the La Liga. Officially, they have 
convincingly won. It's so now they look for also their 14th Champions League final. I mean, Champions League trophy because they're playing their. Uh, I'm sure it's more than 14 finals, but I don't know the exact number of finals it is. And also the French league has uh, been concluded by a wonderful goal from Lionel Messi. And after they won, after PSG drew the game, I think they were declared the champions. And then it was. By the way, did you see that uh, Messi did did not make the first or the best team of the year in the Liga? Apparently, it's the first time in I don't know in his career or like first time from forever ago. Apparently, Messi did not make the uh, the all not the first team, uh, the best team of the year list in the Liga. Not just that, I also saw reports that uh, apparently the PSG fans walked out of the stadium early too. So, in, despite the team uh, winning, uh, they were actually booed and uh, walked out. And Pochettino had some comments to make about saying how Messi has been unfairly treated and he's going to come back stronger next year. It's a transitional year for him. And to that, I want to add, uh, Messi, if you're listening, come back home. Come back to Barcelona. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Yeah, he's prob. My guess is he's probably going to retire as a Barcelona player, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, There's always hope, right? So. The the Bundesliga is almost is, is done and dusted pretty much with uh, Bayern Munich winning. I think they've won like eight or nine of the last ten or something. Some some ridiculous stat like that, similar to the French Liga. So again, both of those no surprises. The biggest surprise is none of them have made it far into the Champions League. So bo- both of those teams. Uh, are the champions in their respective countries uh, the, the the EPL uh, title race is still pretty much on with Liverpool and Manchester City still going head to head and winning everything that comes their way so we'll see who drops points at the moment yeah, it looks like nobody is dropping points Aniket. and Liverpool seem to be in hard pursuit so and yeah. uh, let's not forget I think they're going to play for the quadruple this year so yes. they're still in game Oh, wow. It's going to be one hell of a season for them. And Manchester City, who are now top of the table, who were contesting for, I think, a treble at one point, are now out of everything but the uh, Premier League. So, I think they really have to hold on to whatever they have right now. I think that's yeah. the only trophy they're fighting for. All all chips will now be pushed to the Premier League as far as Manchester City goes. Uh, the four games to go as we stand. Uh, one uh, City are one point ahead. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Chelsea, I think, is playing. Uh, the Wolves and Man City has Newcastle coming up, and then Chelsea actually play Leeds and City play Wolves and stuff. So I think moral it's going to be who blinks first in this case. Uh, looks like all 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 roads lead to. Maybe the last week of the Premier League with uh, City still up by a point. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the only tricky one for uh, Chelsea, I think, is uh, them taking on Leicester City on the 20th of May. Uh, but as far as Man City goes, looks pretty straightforward. So, we'll see what happens. And let's not forget that, uh, as we learned today, momentum is everything. So, it doesn't seem that momentum is on... Uh... You know Manchester City side, so it'll be very interesting to see how they bounce back. But uh, again, we are not here to make predictions because clearly everyone who predicted anything today got everything <laughs> wrong. So that's the nature of sport. All right. 
So let's open with uh, exactly that, Anikhil. Let's talk about the... Before before we continue, yeah. uh, I just want to add one more thing, Gautam. So we spoke about most of the leagues. Let's also talk about Serie A, which is the Italian league. So AC Milan are in a two-point lead. So I think both AC and Inter are uh, really close. Uh, 35 games played. I think AC Milan's on 77 points and uh, Inter on 75. So... The league, I don't know if it's it's open. It's going to be a close call, but it seems like AC Milan are heading. They have uh, momentum on their way because uh, they won the last three games uh, and they've also drawn two. So, let's see what actually happens. Awesome. Yeah, let's see. Uh, at least there is another league that is a little more exciting. So, all right. Let, let's get straight into the Champions League semifinals then. Real Madrid played uh, Manchester City, which is the big headliner uh, semifinal. It ended, uh, the second leg ended at uh, uh, Madrid 3, Manchester City 1 and Madrid going through uh, to the semifinal on an aggregate of 6-5. Again, kind of ridiculous score lines here. Uh, Real Madrid going, going into this uh, match... Uh, were down by a goal on aggregate uh, because the first leg ended uh, with the scoreline of 4-3. City scored four and uh, Real Madrid had three goals, which we thought was frankly one of the games of the season until we came to the second leg of the semifinal, Naniket, where uh, Manchester City looked in complete total control up until the 90th minute, literally the 90th minute. They had they literally did not break a sweat uh, until Rodrigo came on and uh, scored two goals in the 90th minute and the 91st minute to make things even at 5-5. We went on to extra time and then Karim Benzema got a penalty and he just uh, slotted that in pretty easily and Madrid go through. Frankly, one of the more uh, exciting and also ridiculous games that I watched of late. Exciting. I think after the 90 minutes, because I think first 75 minutes are absolute yeah. bore. I mean, uh, that was my experience. Uh, I think nothing was actually happening. Uh, well, uh, to just to add to that, I did think Real Madrid did have a few early chances uh, on. Actually, um, a couple of them, uh, which were yeah. uh, not taken. And it did seem at that point that everything was going to go against Real Madrid. Because uh, uh, City didn't seem in their element in the first half. But then again, after... Mahrez's goal, uh, things just turned. Everything mm-hmm. was under control. Like you said, first 90 minutes, Real Madrid, zero tra- shots on target. 91st minute, and there are two goals uh, in, two goals from Rodrigo. So, I don't know. Uh, it was just crazy. I mean, So, let, yeah. let's, let's talk about, you know, typically in, in matches or games like this. In, in games like this, uh, uh, Guardiola, the, the, we, we, we've spoken this at length too. Guardiola always tends to overthink, right? He does something weird and wonky with his formations or he does something weird with his uh with, with the player compositions, combinations and so on. But I think this time he did it he did a pretty uh straightforward job with regards to its selection. Uh, it was Foden started over Sterling, which I think is the right thing. On the left, Mares was starting on the right side. Um, Gabriel Jesus has been really good. Uh, De Bruyne started and uh, the team selection I thought was pretty straightforward and spot on and he everything was working completely completely towards what his plan was uh, the, they were playing a conservative style they were not they were kind of go, trying to score they were trying to move forward and kind of score but they were also not as expansive let's say like in the second or the first leg uh, Real Madrid 2 was also looking to not concede, I thought, which, as you said, no goals on, uh, sorry, no shots on target and so on. 
so they're probably pushing all their chips into the last 20 or the 15 minutes uh, their plan i think was make sure not to concede score a goal on the counter attack if possible otherwise don't concede and then we'll see what happens in the last 15 minutes it was exactly that i thought uh, i so before the game started i was wondering uh, what rabbit out of a hat will guardiola try to pull this time you know uh, just given that it's been so many times uh, it's happened before but it was like you said i think manchester were under control up till the 90th minute and such is the fleeting nature or the ephemeral nature of sport that things change in a batter of an eyelid and that's literally what happened so i don't know uh, gautam i wanted to pick your mind on this basically so what went wrong for manchester city you know so uh, frankly i think just a couple of lapses is all it took uh, on the defensive end for city right so if you look at the two goals the first goal at this point uh, we were in the 19th 90th minute and at this point real madrid were just trying to play direct just put the ball in the box and see what happens and it was one of one of those balls where uh, one of those crosses that came in and uh, benzema again man he's he's somehow make makes things happen this year uh they had a ball uh, over over to the far post it just come ha- somehow cuts the ball back in and rodrigo was just there i thought the uh, the defense was caught a little napping there at the back i think it was laporte uh and so, there's also cancelo who didn't track benzema's run i believe so he was playing. yeah cancelo was yeah. Uh, the left back right yeah so uh so he didn't track his run and that's pretty much all it took right laporte just laporte just uh Uh, switched off for just a little while and that's all it took for uh, rodrigo to slot the ball home and then 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 it was on right uh, literally the neck uh, the the whistle blows to commence the game again uh, a cross comes in and uh, rodrigo again finds himself in between two defenders uh, kind of a free header but also remember they took a slight deflection of uh, real madrid player i don't remember who now very slight deflection which which meant that the ball was right 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 at his head to slot it home so it, i think it all it took was two defensive lapses and at this point too i'm sure man i kind of feel bad for pep because at this point i think he was planning for uh, the next few games totally because uh as because at this point what kevin de bruyne was subbed off right de bruyne was not there uh, sterling came on for uh, mares uh, grealish was on uh, but at this point more or less all of these were uh, some of these were defensive substitutions, substitutions too zinchenko came on uh, i think that was a walk though that was like to like but still fernandino was on yeah yeah so all of these uh, yeah fernandino that was a defensive sub so at this point once the equal, the equalizer on aggregate i think that is i thought there is no way city are going to uh, win this in regulation time their only hope now is penalties it was the m word momentum so yeah. like you said uh, and it's it's been seen uh, and i think anyone who watches sport does know like the death minutes are considered crucial before half time before the final whistle and typically once you get back in or score you typically tend to keep momentum and that's exactly what happened but i i just wanted to add to that like again a lot of people and i think once you're at once you're managing a club like man city you will get flack so pep has got flack already for uh, you know was the so called collapse of manchester city but i think uh, there was also the 11 players to be held responsible at that point like if, i think when you're at this level you got to be able to see games off 
you know cuz ruben diaz uh, i think uh, he w- if i'm not wrong the second goal he was caught ball watching so mm-hmm. and then rodrigo scores the goal and then this third penalty was again ruben diaz uh and i'm not going to say this but in theory on andre's words what was he trying to do benzema had no way to go so yeah no no not sure why he tackled there was literally he was benzema was taking the ball away from goal and there's literally no need for a tackle there but but again i, I want to talk about this that particular tackle right so i have an opinion on that but what what did you think about that penalty yeah it was i thought it it was borderline but i thought it was a penalty I well I I differ from you and I thought it should have gone to VAR because okay. I felt he, I felt yeah, he, well, he, did check he, it. he it seemed he got the ball away from Benzema's feet yes he got Benzema later on in the follow through but the ball was I thought was hit by Ruben Diaz away so Benzema was on control of the ball that was my uh point that I was trying to make so no, well I thought I saw the yeah the reverse replay showed that Benzema got the ball that's why, so uh Benzema got the ball first and Rodrigo might have got a gotten a piece of it but it was more or less, more a tackle than getting to the ball first you mean Diaz yep yeah yeah, yeah because Benzema yeah. definitely got the got the the first touch of the ball and also the he got the major portion of the ball I thought yeah I mean this this we can debate till the cows come home but Uh, yeah. it was given a penalty so it is a was penalty. there any doubt in your mind that he would score and get benzim i thought he was just going to score there is no way he 100%. was missing that the only right. thing i knew for, i i had uh, only no doubt about one thing that he wouldn't do the paneka because the uh, yeah. commentators were going all over uh, talking about how the keeper should be ready for a paneka i'm like you know no, no one does that every day so yeah. there's, there's no <laughs> he was doing the paneka again no chance yeah So that was the only thing I was sure about nothing else. So you know player is in really good form this is just speculation just the conjecture on my part you know how a player is in good form when he takes a penalty and he hits the side net and not like the back of the net right that means he's just slotted it perfectly and that he's yeah. in great form he just put it right if the ball hit the side netting on the left hand side of the goal it's just great there's no way he was uh, losing that but i think you could i was uh, looking at uh, pep after uh, the end of regulation time and you could see how 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 he was trying to put up a brave face but he was just devastated i think there was a moment when they were showing uh, just after the the final whistle blew for the end of regulation time uh, they cut to pep and he was like pacing around not looking at anybody just going away for just 5 seconds and then coming back and gathering his thoughts to kind of figure out what he has to say to his team at the end of regulation time but man utterly devastating for pep his his uh, quest for a champions league winning a champions league continues and he made it to the final last time he almost made it to the final this time all those years uh, all these years in man city has not been able to uh, get a trophy uh, all those years in bayern munich he won all those bundesliga but never a champions league uh with bayern so his last uh, champions trophy is still with barcelona right so man is his his legacy as far as champions league goes uh his drought continues i i heard the commentator say it was his 17th time that he's uh, failed to uh win the chess so it's been 17 champions league final attempts uh, there which is staggering isn't it considering the teams that he has had and the teams that he has built all these well oiled machines just performing to the highest levels but somehow not able to crack it at the biggest stage of them all so there are two points here right so one is the uh, nature of knockout football 
uh, and that is the league right so league is more about consistency yeah. and doing it over 38 games uh, or maybe like any year whereas knockout football uh, anything can happen uh, like all bets are off it it's yeah. you know so one of that but i did uh, feel that one thing we should talk about was that even though he had the game in control i thought I, again i'm this is armchair punditry but i felt that in no match unless injured shouldn't have pulled kevin de bruyne off i thought that was a that was a amateur move unless 100%. it's unless it's to protect him from an injury which he's suffering from which we don't know but typically when you you need you can't let a player of that caliber go out because you don't know when things will turn and i was pretty surprised when the substitution happened to be honest uh but 100% because uh, de bruyne you would never never leave a midfielder of de bruyne's quality off uh, out uh, so early just play it through you are at the 90th minute you have the lead so the worst you it's going to happen is just you he's going to play for five more minutes and that is it right and if i forget minutes, i forget which minute uh, de bruyne was substituted out so i don't oh, right was, right and i think he was substituted was, little ahead of time than that i think it was yeah. uh, with 10 or 15 minutes to go but i'm saying uh even, uh, even if it means that let's say he has a slight niggle right uh keep him for keep him on for 90 minutes because i'm sure he was fit to fit enough to play for 90 minutes and then make a call if really he needs to go out because why would you take somebody like de bruyne out of the game so early now you could say that uh they were in total control and uh, that's why he was thinking ahead and uh, four games to go in the premier league and the title is very much on and all of the reasons are valid again this is hindsight but still why would you leave de bruyne out i would i would have rather made other substitutions out of maybe taken foden out and you know bought brought some uh, fresh legs on with sterling or uh, grealish for him but yeah de bruyne's substitution didn't make sense to me at all um yeah i agree 100% especially marquee players like uh, de bruyne sh- and it also showed and the reason i bring this up was that it felt like after when there was extra time it just seemed like there was no leader on the pitch for manchester city it just seemed they didn't have a fight Uh, and that was that was my uh, observation is like they lacked for the lack of a better word character maybe to come back uh, and you know they really needed someone like a company or uh, de bruyne to actually step up and, uh, and also remember uh, pep's teams when they're behind like this they also lack uh, the style to get it done which means uh, they have to play direct at that point right so they had, once they were down once uh, uh, benzema scored the penalty in the first half of uh, extra time they had to because they were com- they had every real madrid had everybody behind the ball man city just had to play direct so they're trying to put the balls in the box and do all kinds of stuff but that is completely unlike them right unlike a pep team they never played direct that way uh, which means they had to play out of uh, their uh, uh, playing style comfort zone yeah yeah exactly out of the comfort zone and that never works for some reason i remember all those uh, barcelona games and bayern munich games when uh, they when barcelona or bayern munich used to be behind they used to try to play direct and sometimes they used to stick to their style which is even worse because they would play all these short passes outside the box with no, with no balls in and everybody used to just keep waiting in the box so uh, yeah that never works out uh, again uh, devastating devastating loss but i think we should talk about real madrid uh, aniket i think they, i read that this was uh, ancelotti's seventh champions league final which is if you think about it it's been around for such a long time but still uh, mind boggling stat there 
what a year for uh, we'll talk about real madrid because they've had a roller coaster of year but what a year for carlo ancelotti man they, we have everton on the one side he was coaching uh, who are right now still in the 18th position trying to stay alive in the premier league and not get relegated mid season gets this opportunity immediately jumps on it moves to real madrid wins the league wins the la liga and now makes it to the champions league final he somehow gets things done yeah and i have a question for you and the listeners so if you're listening and if you have an answer write on to us but ancelotti greatest manager of all time question mark <laughs> like because <laughs> wow. i was i was just looking at a question mark it's it's a question i would like to get your thoughts because if yeah. you look at his record seventh yeah. champions league you said he's yeah. won in the premier league he's won the bundesliga he's won the french league he's won the scudetto in the italian league uh what is there i mean what is left like he's gone and done it in the biggest of big leagues and uh, he's shown i mean to be honest it seemed that uh, even ancelotti was surprised after today's uh, victory though he was extremely calm extremely composed but did seem surprised and happily surprised though that was classic uh, ancelotti response right he's always this guy who's just cool at all times every time uh, but yeah i mean decent shout out but definitely one of the all time greats as far as uh, uh, coaches coaches and coaching go uh, if you you are right because I, he comes across somebody who's extremely practical who goes into a uh, a team a new team and figure stuff out he's extremely good with uh, star players so if you give him a collection of uh, really good players uh he's always good at man management so there is this book called the mixer by michael cox that i highly recommend the users read or the listeners read which is uh, uh where he talks about how carlo ancelotti does really well with you know teams with superstars in it uh if you look at uh, as you said if you look at the premier league he won those uh, won a premier league with chelsea with the most number of points at the time i think which 90 odd points i remember uh one one in uh, italy one in uh, spain now doing great again in spain so decent shout out aniket well i have to think about that we still have what who who is in contention with him right we have what ferguson ancelotti we have uh, uh, guardiola of course klopp is there but klopp is uh, as much as he's achieved he's still progressing towards or inching towards all time greatness is i mean there's no doubt yeah. that he's an all-time coach but he's still inching based on the number of years he has coached um guardiola mourinho kind of he's off a cliff pretty much these days there is there is him uh, who else we got am i missing anybody there is fabio capello with real madrid for a brief moment who else am i missing allegri uh, how do you say his name massimo yeah, yeah massimo allegri uh, yeah allegri is a decent shout out uh, so uh, we're just talking about contemporary coaches but yeah definitely uh, among contemporary coaches or active coaches right now uh, i think he i i, I mean when i look at his record I, i mean again it was just to uh, get in uh, you know provoke you but i think when you think about it i think ancelotti has a pretty uh, fabulous record it's tough uh, to you know uh, do what he's done so just a shout out to his accomplishments i mean uh, this i mean we can debate and have opinions on who the greatest is but definitely he's one of the greatest up there uh, with some of the uh, legends out there oh, 100% i think we should move on so uh, from the champions league to yeah India's let's move on to the ipl sport. then let's let's talk about the ipl then kid so uh, 
we are kind of at the three fourths maybe the three fourth way of the tournament in uh, in the regular season uh, most of the games have most of the teams have played uh, 10 to 11 games so far uh, gujarat titans uh, still on the top of the table with uh, 16 points with 10 matches played as of date uh, still they're still looking like the team to beat um on and in the other side on the other half of the table we mumbai indians aniket uh, finally has broken the jinx after losing eight straight uh, one one a game finally uh, against the rajasthan royals and uh, broke the hoodoo there they have a grand total of two points with nine games played sitting very comfortably at the bottom of the table uh, do you hear some glee in my uh, tone aniket i don't know if you're catching that or not uh, i uh, did i did uh, i am catching that and i am wondering i'm trying to pull up some of the uh, records cuz as i told you i've been off what's happening recently but i did see a lot of memes about mumbai indians win so yeah oh yeah well, the the, so the so, social media i'm sure is working over time with mumbai indians uh Chennai Super Kings the other big team uh, still languishing at uh, the ninth position at the bottom of the table again uh, they they won a few games lost mostly the big thing coming out of their camp is that uh, dhoni has now taken the captaincy back uh, from uh, jadeja so some mixed signals coming in through the media which was uh, which was that it was a management's decision team management's decision the, some people said that it was jadeja's decision but i think the end of the day uh dhoni had a really candid post match interview uh, uh on uh, after the first game he captained this year and he said uh, that the captaincy was taken a toll on jadeja and then that they were losing a really good player first which is more important to csk than his captaincy so what did you make of uh, dhoni taking over the captaincy i'm always in for a dhoni captaincy <laughs> i'm al- always voting for a dhoni captaincy i mean uh he's just again i mean there there are a couple of points here to uh, unpack right a it just tells us how captaincy is not as easy as we think right so all of us always want uh, the best player to be a captain and it turns out like it, it's been seen lionel messi is not a good captain you know sachin tendulkar was you know uh, never a, a great captain yeah and uh, now you're seeing how responsibility is taken toll on kohli and ravindra jadeja so it's not uh, everyone's cup of tea it's not easy and uh, sometimes i think as armchair pundits and fans we trivialize uh, how important uh, the role of a captain is and how it can take a toll on your game so i'm again like i said uh, i'm a dhoni fan love him behind the storms love how he thinks i think he has one of the finest cricketing minds and i'd love to see him captain as long as he can because it it's just pleasure 100% Uh, i would rather be, make him the captain and then groom somebody as his captaining instead of giving the reins over to somebody which i think was the plan he was trying to be practical i think about it he said that uh, this has been in the works from last year so he he was he saying that jaraj knew from last year that he was going to get a chance to captain uh, but you know things did work out but i think the bigger thing is that uh, you can't lose a player like jaraj because of captaincy right because he has so much to contribute uh, he's a really good fielder great batsman better bowler so you can't there are three, there are way more things that he can contribute uh, than just captaincy so captaincy was taking a toll of all of those three aspects which 
uh, which means that they were losing a player and a half for their team, right? So it was important that they get him back. And now that Dhoni has taken the captaincy, you know, they've won one, lost one. They're not going anywhere this year. Uh, but uh, at least some kind of stability back, I think. Dhoni, I think, has at least one more year under his belt. So we'll see what happens next year. But you never know with Dhoni. He's, if, he, if he's going to retire, he'll just say two days before that he's going to retire and he's done. So who knows what will happen. Uh, but uh, Dhoni is back as back at the helm, which I think is the right thing to do for as far as Chennai goes. Uh, uh, the two new teams, uh, Gujarat Titans and the Lucknow Super Giants, sitting at the top of the table comfortably uh, with 16 and 14 points each. Uh, my team, Aniket Rajasthan Royals, uh, 10 games played. couple of uh, games, they are on a losing streak. They lost last the last two games that they've played. Uh, but the battle for the fourth position is definitely on. Between uh, We are in hot pursuit of RCB. Yeah, it is. Because Bangalore, Hyderabad, uh, Punjab and Delhi, all of these teams are, and, and theoretically still uh, the Knight Riders, uh, all are in uh, hot pursuit to play that, to, to catch that uh, fourth position. Uh, so we'll see what happens because... Uh, right now, it, for me, if you ask me uh, to put my money, where to put my money, I'll put my money on the uh, Hyderabad Sunrisers, who themselves are on a two-game losing streak. So, but I think, given the given how the they are playing, I think Hyderabad has the most chance. Umran Malik has been just outstanding for uh, Sunrise. He's just been a breath of uh, fresh air, not a breath, but like a gust of like what what do you call a big wind blowing through Anike? he's like that he's not been a breath of fresh air but he's been just this rampaging uh hailstorm of he's a tornado. A polar yeah he's a tornado how about that uh from jammu and kashmir the he's just been in great form uh but we'll see what happens i think uh hyderabad has the most chance to make it through to the the eliminators or the playoffs Let's hope so. Anything, do you have anything more to add for IPL? I'm going to put you on a spot. If not, we can just edit this comment out, Aniket. <laughs> no, I have nothing more to <laughs> add about IPL except prayers for Hyderabad. Okay, all right. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to the uh, the NBA where things are getting quite interesting, Aniket. So, the uh, last time we spoke, we spoke about how uh, it is the playoffs in the NBA. Uh, which means that uh, series played between the first and the eight teams from each of the Eastern and the Western Conference make it through to the playoffs and uh, one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six and so on. Now, that is the first round. And now, uh, uh, now Aniket, we are in the second round of the, the conference semifinals, as they call it. We Last time we spoke, we I spoke about how uh, the the series between uh, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets was probably going to be the best series of all time. Well, I was wrong, Aniket. It was go oh, pretty quickly. Celtics uh, just <laughs> just uh, crushed Brooklyn Nets. They swept the series. They won it 4-0. Uh, so it's a seven-game series. They won the first four, so they never even got to game five. Uh, Celtics, uh, as I said earlier, has a terrific, terrific uh, defensive side. They shut people down which means they shut down Kyrie Irving and even more surprisingly Kevin Durant who had a very off-color uh, series uh, this time. So the Brooklyn Nets got eliminated and got eliminated quite convincingly. 
the Celtics now are, have moved on to this conference semifinals. Uh, the playoffs are going on right now. I think the game, some of the games are no, the the games just concluded today. So don't spoil anything for me, Aniketa. I'm recording today's games, but as it stands, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions, are playing the Boston Celtics because uh, the Bucks in the first round beat uh, my Chicago Bulls again quite convincingly in five games to go through. So the Celtics are playing the Bucks, which is which is I think is a great series. Uh, going into game three, uh, going into game three, uh, sorry, going into game two, uh, it's tied one-one. Going into game three, uh, so that's set up game for two. the in game two. Yes, uh, that's yeah. that, that's that is set up for a really good series, I think. So those Bucks Celtics that, are going to be a really great series, Sanket. Sorry, go ahead. That's a series I actually want to watch now. Uh, I really would like to watch every game of that because. I think they're two uh, phenomenal teams uh, battling it out. I also have the feeling say it's too early in a series for such two good yeah. teams to actually fight it out because <laughs> you typically want the, both these teams to go uh, later on into the playoffs. But hey, be that as it may, it's uh, nevertheless very entertaining action-packed series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the Bucks have their own share of injury trouble, so. We do the 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 best the best player in the league right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo is still playing, which is great for the Bucks. Uh, so, but their second best player or the third best player, however you see it, Chris Middleton is out for now. He has an injury. I think he has a hamstring. Uh, but he's out uh, for at least a few more games, which means that the Bucks are a man, a really good player, short. Uh, the Celtics have a bit of an injury worry because their point guard is out, but. Their best player, Jason Tatum, is still playing and playing well. Uh, I mean, that is expected at this time of the tournaments because it's the fag end of the tournament and people always have injury concerns. The teams already uh, have injury concerns, but they play around it. So that uh, that sets up for a great conference semifinals. Again, if, uh, if uh, there are any first-time NBA watchers out there, definitely follow the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. It's great. Uh, the uh, on the other Whom side. Who are you betting on, Gautam? Who uh, are you betting bet- on in I the think, Bucks and uh, yeah. Celtics series? My heart says Milwaukee Bucks, but I think the Celtics have the most chance of going through because, you know, in games like this, uh, defense uh, you need a really good defense. Uh, like in football too, uh, often it's the teams that have a solid defense that the defense that goes through. Uh, so I think Celtics as a team has. Uh, uh, a great great defense uh, but we'll see you know with with uh, it's it's a strong link sport by that i mean that often the team with the best player goes through and the best player on the floor at any point is going to be uh, milwaukee's yanis antetokounmpo so the odds are i think slightly tilted towards uh, the boston celtics but uh, the milwaukee bucks have a really good chance too because they, remember they are the defending champions right so they have they've been there they've done that they know what it takes so uh, never count that out as well. Other side of the conference too, Aniket, uh, the the really interesting uh, matchup is that the Golden State Warriors are playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, I, we did not speak about them last time because they were playing quite an easy series, both of those uh, teams. Uh, but I think we should talk about them now. Now, the Golden State Warriors... Uh, in the second, in the in the last decade, they, they they have been the team to beat, right? They had Steph Curry, they had Clay Thompson, they had Draymond Green. They won uh, their three championships. Uh, Kevin Durant came to their team and won two championships. Uh, they made all these finals and played against the Cavs and beat LeBron. Uh, 
uh, Steph Curry obviously is their man, right? Uh, so this year it's been a little main different. Main man, yeah. Yeah, next this year has been a little different because, uh, well, two two years ago Kevin Durant left to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Steph, uh, Clay Thompson got injured and didn't play two straight years. He lost two years because of a uh, uh, couple of devastating injuries. I think he had an ACL uh, uh, injury, which is bad for basketball. So. He missed two years. Now this year they had a, f- a relatively full strength team, uh, and they have uh, and they made it to the playoffs. And I think they have a, a better road to the conference finals, which is the which is the next round. But they are taking on Aniket this team called the Memphis Grizzlies, who have a player called Ja Morant, who is playing the. He's in his third year, I think. Yeah, he's in his third year of his career in the NBA. He's just this amazing, amazing point guard. He's electric. He's explosive. He's small, but he'll dunk on you. He has that swagger. He has a bit of nasty in him. He he talks. Uh, uh, he there's all kinds of uh, uh, back and forth going on between him and the other players. He he takes no prisoners at all. So I don't know if you watched any Jam Morant highlights, but if you haven't, definitely check it out. But have you been following any of these uh, games, Aniket? No, Gautam, I have actually missed uh, almost all this uh, due to travel. So no, I'm getting all my updates from you. So you're <laughs> a good co-host to have. Uh, no, so yeah. Uh, if uh, again for any any new time uh, NBA watchers, I think this is another uh, really cool series to look at because I think. Uh, uh, if you if you don't know Ja Morant, look up Ja Morant uh, on YouTube and you'll see a ton of highlights already. He's just in his third year, uh, but he's still going strong. As things stand, again, that, that series is also tied 1-1 going into game three. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, been, it's been really fun. Uh, NBA is one of my favorite sports to watch. Probably the only American sport I follow really, really well. Uh, so definitely catch it out all the other teams who are in or the other series that are going on right now is the Philadelphia 76ers playing on the Miami playing the Miami Heat Miami Heat are going to win this hands down because Joel Embiid who is the main guy on the Philadelphia 76ers is out for now because he has a an orbital orbital bone fracture on his face so he's out for at least two or three games uh Phoenix Suns who are I who are going into the playoffs are uh, were the odds-on favorites to win the NBA title uh, are playing the Dallas Mavericks. I think they are go- Phoenix Suns are going to win quite easily this time against Dallas as well. So m- more to come on that once we get to our uh, next episode, Aniket. But it's it's been fun watching the NBA. I've been watching all of them in replays because I'm in India. Uh, the good thing is uh, uh, if you have League Pass, which is the NBA subscription service, you can actually watch the whole replay of the matches. So... It's been great uh, getting up every morning and watching these whole games. I'm sure it is. I'm actually envious of you, but I'm going to start following uh, the at least the Celtics series. I'm going to start easy. We'll start with the uh, Celtics and uh, Bucks yeah. series, and then move on from there. I think that's the that's a great place to start. Start with the Celtics and the Bucks. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be uh, great, great basketball. I think. But I think let's move on to some uh, uh, as we close, Anika. Let's move on to some Formula One. Because this weekend, we are not going to talk about this weekend a lot because it's, what, two days away. Uh, but the inaugural Miami Grand Prix, uh, Aniket, they will see what happens. I was looking at the I was looking at the track briefly. It's not, is it by the ocean? It's not by the ocean, right? That's some fake water. <laughs> I so, saw that. I was like, yeah. 
how did miami miss out on it on an opportunity to have the track by the ocean how how did that not happen i don't know what the deal is but uh, i i to be honest i have not uh, studied much about the track but i it doesn't seem like so they have a small patch from an aerial shot when you see it's blue and it's got like miami written on it but i don't think uh, the track is by the water yeah i think that's a missed opportunity i'm sure they tried but they couldn't get it but if it is in miami right we uh, miami everybody associates miami with water so i was little surprised that uh, uh, that the track was not by the ocean you know like uh, the monaco one right the monaco always has uh, is it it's by the marina so i would i was assuming that we would be uh, it would be by the ocean but anyway well, the, so how things stand looks like aniket is going to be a two horse race again but without hamilton this year yeah and it just tells you that a car matters Yes. uh you and your machine i mean again let's not take anything away from good drivers a good a man behind the machine is most important but in this sport it also tells you about how important the machine is because you clearly see which is rare but i i just noticed this that i've never seen 10th place or below 10th place given as much importance as it's given now because hamilton's there and there's so much focus on yeah. like the 10th spot i don't think other drivers who were previously in the 10th spot would have got so much attention but uh being that as it may uh the emilia romagna grand prix which was basically in the autodrome enzo dino ferrari which is home for ferrari basically it's monza uh, right it's called monza is it the same as monza i think I so confused. yes i think so yeah okay so yeah this emola it's uh, basically uh home to ferrari uh in the sense that it's in italy and basically it ha- it was one of the first sprint races of the year and uh, the difference from this year's sprint race compared to last year was that this year's sprint race in last years you got only points for top 3 positions i think this way the points went all the way to 8 so having a position in the sprint race would add some points towards the world drivers championship which is important for any driver and then uh, you know max verstappen won the sprint race max verstappen won the uh, final race which is a feature race and it was a great uh, race i was heartbroken seeing charles leclerc lose out the way he did uh, in one of the final laps of the uh, track but you know it just shows that uh, a simple lapse in concentration for a couple of seconds can like take you send you keep you away from where your goals are yeah yeah that's that's all it takes but uh, uh charles leclerc is still sitting on the top with 86 points uh, uh, verstappen is at 59 in second sergio perez too has been consistent this year with 54 yeah. points but i think it's going to be uh, a two horse race as i said between uh, leclerc and uh, verstappen i think uh, uh, mercedes have pretty much uh, at least hamilton has pretty much given up on the title race this year for sure but uh, he's made a statement as such but i think he's going to concentrate on uh, getting his car improved uh, george russell has been very decent in his first uh, stint with uh, mercedes so we'll see what happens there but yeah hamilton is pretty much done for this year i think as far as the title race goes this probably going to be in the middle of the pack uh, but yeah uh, miami and then when is austin is it after the after miami aniket it's in yeah it's in in november so there's oh, some time okay. it's in november unfortunately the tickets sold out so soon we'll, we'll do it tragedy. next year we'll do it next year man for sure 
Yeah, and there's also next year. The good thing is they have now one in Vegas, so it's going to be on the Strip. There's a new track that's going to be on the Vegas Strip, so I'm excited to see what comes out of that. I I, I don't know if it's my age catching up, but uh, Miami, Vegas, and Austin, I'd probably still uh, uh, prefer to go to Austin and get. You're always welcome, Kartik. I know. No, I'm just saying because mm-hmm. I think uh, I I don't know going to Miami and Vegas again to watch a Formula One. I think it's going to be too hectic. I'd rather go to Austin and just. spend my time yeah. usually over there and watch the race for sure no i mean uh i have a special place for austin because i love uh what the track which is called the circuit of the americas right yes uh obviously uh, we don't know how the vegas track is going to be apart from we've seen photos of it but i think uh, circuit of the americas in my head is the pretty legendary uh, track by itself It's going to be on that uh, the main straight. I think is going to be on the Vegas Strip, which is going to be very interesting that's, to watch. <laughs> that's right. It's, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, but yeah, more to come on that as we as we move forward anyway. But, but I just wanted to I just wanted to highlight something, Gautam. Uh, so we are talking about uh, Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton not having uh, a great fight in this year. Something that uh, we should observe is that George Russell, his teammate, is currently in. fourth place yes. for driver standing and he's debuting with mercedes so it just tells us about uh, you know how good these young and upcoming drivers are because it's his debut season and he's uh, teamed with a seven time world champion and here he is outperforming lewis hamilton uh, in a similar machinery if not if not exact if not identical it's very similar machinery yeah so it just uh, and i mean let's not Kira says, "I think we all saw potential in George Russell when he drove for Williams. Yeah. Uh, just the qualifications he did with the car he had. So it's not surprising to see, but it just tells you how talented these new young kids are who are coming up. And Hamilton has one hell of a fight to put up. Yeah, George Russell for already it. has a podium finish, forty-nine uh, uh, points. Uh, Hamilton is sitting at twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, is uh, George Russell is extremely talented." Yeah, I mean, again, we should put out. It's early in the season, but uh, it's not easy uh, to start off this way with a seven-time world championship as your uh, winner as your teammate, and uh, especially when you have a new car and you being a debutant. Valtteri Bottas, by the way, sitting uh, four points, just four points behind Lewis Hamilton, would be weird and amazing if uh, Bottas uh, in the Alfa Romeo ends up uh, ahead of Hamilton by the end of the season, Anikhil. uh you know you you never know <laughs> what can happen and, yeah and uh, let's not uh, take anything away botas is actually doing pretty well with alfa romeo uh, this season uh, especially given the early part of the season and again uh, it's also the nature of the cars we can already see that you know the cars are much closer uh, you know the the teams are uh, not as widespread you can see haas uh, keeps throwing uh, a hanky in the race every time so yes you know kevin magnussen is scoring good points so it it's uh, definitely see. more of a level playing field with the new regulations i think it was bound to happen at least for the first year right because teams are still in the figuring out stages uh as we move forward they get better at it and some team just pulls away from the other teams uh because they have a better design based on the new regulations so uh for now i think it's exciting times because uh, fresh uh, fresh talent is coming in and we are getting to see how talented the the fresh talent is with uh, ferrari and uh, as well as mercedes with george russell 
read. it does get a little preachy uh, from the author that that was my uh, understanding uh, i felt it was a little preachy uh, but it was a very nice insight into the life the character of pulela gopichan who i think is uh, one of the finest uh, people in indian sport uh, and i say that with intention because i think uh, what he's done to badminton uh, in india is nothing short of a service because a he's played and the coaching uh, the infrastructure is brought up we spoke about pv sindhu saina nehwal all of them have uh, some form of roots in the gopichand academy so that would be one of my recommendations today is go check this book out it's very interesting uh, you would love to uh, learn more about uh, the kind of person gopichand is and how dedicated he is to the sport so uh, there is also this the olympic channel uh, on youtube Yeah. has a series on basically the gopichand's academy uh about badminton in india and i would go i would we'll obviously have it in the show notes but i would ask the listeners to go and watch it there's these short 20 minute clips about the life inside this academy and about the players and stuff and it's done by the uh, olympic channel so it was it was very well made series awesome all right i have uh, two recommendations the first one is uh, if you can if you can go watch the nba playoffs uh this is the business end of the the nba season as uh, i alluded to earlier so uh, this is where uh, players are made this is where new champions come up there's always exciting to watch the uh, the playoffs so go check it out if you can my other recommendation is news laundry go go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button if you are not a subscriber please please consider uh, subscribing to news laundry because uh, only when uh, uh, the public pays is when the public is served because uh, when advertising pays we know what's happening in the world of uh, 24 by 7 tv news and all the bile and vitriol that is spreading uh, in the name of news uh, when advertising is uh the main asset so please do consider uh going to newsonly.com and hitting that subscribe button there are various subscription options for you to check out so do do check that out uh we also have a lot of uh, podcast offerings uh we have the hafta we have charcha we have nl playoffs obviously we have the awful and awesome we have a daily podcast called dairy dose which uh, summarizes the news of the day uh which i think is a very cool thing Uh, we also have some uh, feature podcasts uh, uh, like let's talk about so do check it out uh, also catch uh, tv newsens and uh, tippany on youtube uh, the news stand news laundry youtube channel so a lot of stuff going on a lot of good stuff going on in news laundry so definitely go to newsonly.com and check it out also just a reminder we also do some uh, 
very good ground reports so uh, yes. feel free and read those reports because they come from uh, like i said from the heart of where issues are and issues that are important to you to democracy so pay to keep news free 100% uh, if you if you have any kind of feedback good or bad please consider also writing to us uh, leave us a review rate us on spotify apple wherever you find your podcasts uh, but i think uh, also thanks to producer lipi for produce, producing this podcast uh, let i think aniket we should uh, leave the listeners with an audio clip of uh, uh, real madrid uh, winning the cha- winning the champions league semi final against city in truly bizarre and spectacular uh, circumstances uh, but other than that uh, we hope that you have a great next few weeks of uh, sporting action in your lives and okay thanks for your time and uh, till next time thanks All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.